I'm Wayne Jacobson, and this is Engage. I hope what you got from the last video is that sin is not a separator of us from God. God's already covered it in Christ. We don't need the shame or unworthiness of it. We just need to invite God into that struggle, and He becomes part of our process of overcoming. What I want to talk to you about now is something that actually can be a barrier. And that's our assumption that we know best for our life and that God somehow should meet our expectations for the things that we want. And then when he doesn't, our disappointments or our questioning the fact that he loves us becomes quite a problem. Heard a story a while back of a man who took his dad to Scotland to play golf at the original courses of the game after his father had been diagnosed with cancer. It was supposed to be that last father-son memorable trip to the land where golf was born. And the son really wanted to make it special, so he practiced hard, got there for the first round of golf, and played horribly. Got angry, was throwing his clubs around, storming around the place, that somehow this trip was being ruined. After the golf round, sitting in the pro shop with his dad, his dad said, what are you doing? He said, well, Dad, I just wanted to be so special. I'm trying so hard. And Dad looked at him and said, you know what? What's special about this trip is that you and I get to be together. If we play well, well that's icing on the cake. You need to play NATO golf, N-A-T-O, not attached to outcome. Just hit your shot. Wherever it ends up, go there and hit the next shot. And don't be so committed to a good score that we lose the fun that we're supposed to have together. That really hit me. NATO golf, I think about it as NATO living. If I'm going to live with God attached to the outcome of the circumstances for the things that I want, this relationship's going to get complicated. Peter found that out early on in his journey with Jesus. Jesus starts telling him and the rest of the disciples, I'm going to go up to Jerusalem and I'm going to be delivered up to the elders of the city and I'm going to be executed. And Peter jumps in and says, oh, may it never be, Lord. To which Jesus responds, get behind me, Satan. Powerful moment in Peter's life. Who wouldn't want his friend to be safe? Who wouldn't want to protect Jesus from the kinds of things Jesus was talking about? But what Jesus wanted Peter to understand and what it is that we all need to understand is that when we're looking out for our interests, we're not looking out for God's interests. God does almost everything the opposite of the way we would. He told us if you want to save your life, you need to lose it because if you're trying to save it yourself, you surely will lose it. He said, you want to be first in the line? Take the last place. You want to be a leader? You serve. Everything in this kingdom is counterintuitive to our normal human ways of thinking. And that strikes right to our prayer requests, the things we hope God does in our circumstances. If there's a certain outcome we want and we're trying to get God to do it, this could be a pretty frustrating journey, especially if when he doesn't, you feel like he doesn't love you or doesn't care or doesn't even know you exist. Not attached to outcome. I love the thought of that. It allows God to be bigger than our own expectations. It means God doesn't have to revolve around our safety and our comfort. And so my prayers in the situations I'm in are not God do this or God do that. Oh, I might ask him. I think we get to make requests of God, as I told you before. But to expect it, to push for it, to judge God in light of my disappointment, that will surely destroy your relationship with him. Paul said it this way in Ephesians chapter 3. He said, when you know how broad, how deep, how wide is this God's love, what you're going to discover is that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond anything we could ask or think. 
That's not saying if you pray for a two-bedroom home, God might give you a three, or if you pray for a Toyota, you might get a Lexus. What he's saying is God's working in his purpose out in our lives in ways we can barely conceive. So when we don't get the thing we want or the thing we think we need, what we need to learn is God's doing something bigger than we can comprehend. And instead of complaining and trying to figure out how I can be better and earn God's greater gifts, I live inside what's already real in my life, in the pains as well as the joys. And instead of bracing my outcome, I get to embrace his. That's NATO living. Not attached to the outcome, I'm attached to him. And regardless of what outcome comes my way, he doesn't change. He's still going to be with me. And when I see what he's doing in my situation and circumstances, then my trust in him grows no matter what happens to me. Instead of it being diminished because my expectations are disappointed. God loves us more than anyone on this planet ever has or ever will. If I absolutely need something, there's no doubt he'll get it to me. But some of the things I think I need turns out wouldn't help me at all. And God has something greater in mind. And if you live with him not attached to the outcome, then you get to enjoy the fullness of his life as it unfolds in yours. (music) 